0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Paul Listick Behind the Curtain, my opportunity to uh, leave politics on the TV side of things and here in the WGN Radio podcast, get to talk about my passion of theater, which is so much fun. Well, there is a show currently playing at the Steppenwolf Theater. I mean, everything Steppenwolf does is amazing, so it's hard to sort of, you know, say this is amazing, but this one really blew me away. And so, um, I you know, I don't do a, an interview with every show that, the, that uh, Steppenwolf puts up, and I went, can you guys help me put this together so I can talk to these folks and I don't know what shot my producer will show you, but everybody is here right now who is just so There's some players not with us right now and some actors, but I got to tell you, you guys are amazing. Let me just uh, let everybody know who's joining me here. Donetta lavinia Gray's is the playwright of the show Last Night and the Night Before. What an amazing work. I got tons of questions for you, but unfortunately, we got other people with us, so we're going to have to talk <laughs> about other stuff too, but congratulations on this. I mean, I've written books and stuff and I don't know how mm. I do that, but I, I just how you do a play in this one. Just amazing. Oh, uh, thank you. Playing the character of Monique is Ayana Bria Bakari um, with introduces to the dog. This is
1: Baba Bakari.
0: Oh, uh, I'm so glad he has the same last name. So it's, you know, <laughs> it's always weird when dogs have yeah, other me.
1: last names.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Sydney Charles, who plays Rachel, uh, in the show and, uh, and Namir Smallwood, who plays Reggie. We're going to get a sense of who all your characters are. Listen, I'm going to encourage people, uh, you know, take a look at the website because you know, I've got everybody's bios and I mean, everything from Ayana relentless and, and. Sydney. I mean, there's just so. Oh, Ms. Martha Washington. Unbelievable. So there are just so many things you guys have done in the mirror and bug and everything. Just check out their bios because they're amazing. Cause I want to spend our time talking about this. So, um, uh, I'll post bios and stuff on the website. Jeanette, I want to start with you. Yes. What, what led you to tell us what this story is about? I okay. know, but our listeners and viewers don't, what's the story about and what led you to say, I'm all right. This.
2: Well, that's a good question. So there's two parts to that. <laughs>
0: um, so the first thing
2: is, I was writing a play that required a tremendous amount of research prior to writing this show, and it like took up such of my, so much of my, like intellectual headspace, and I started getting head cramps. It was, you know, it was about <laughs> art, you know, art criticism and, and that kind of thing. And it was, it's a, it was a fun play, a really sexy play, but it was a little bit out of my body, if that makes sense. And so what I wanted to do immediately after that was to relax into the language that I grew up speaking. I'm from South Carolina, I'm from the south, uh, Eastern United States, and I just wanted to write some country language, you know. And that was basically, when I tell people that language kind of brought me into it, it is exactly what it is. I sat on my living room floor and started writing a scene between two sisters one ex- unexpectedly showing up at the other's house. Yeah. And I would write myself into corners and would be excited about the traps that I'd set. So a, m- a mystery started to sort of evolve from there. And I go, ooh, what's going to happen? I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> you know, so if I stayed
0: excited- Amir wanted that, to know too, I can tell you that.
2: Yeah, well, I, I, well, I appreciate that because it was, it was inside of that practice of, of that tension of not knowing and being okay with not knowing that I started to craft a story that then became richer and deeper about this family, about how does a family take uh, or start to undo cycles of trauma so that a newer generation, who we've placed inside of this young girl, Sam, how does she then start this new cycle of hope and happiness and art for herself. So that's sort of the center of it. It's very much who I am and um you'll see a lot of language and energies from where I grew up inside of it.
0: Although you kind of send it to Georgia.
2: I do. I do. I send it to Georgia. Okay. There's something about that red clay that I that's just terribly <laughs> romantic and uh, we have we have it in South Carolina but you know it's it's a little adjacent. <laughs>
0: is that where you are now? Are you in South Carolina now?
2: No, I'm in Brooklyn.
0: Oh, okay. Um and 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 by the way, what I love about this is, you know, I but I went knowing that there part of this is an LGBTQ plus, you know, story <laughs> involved. <laughs> what I love about it is that maybe it's just the time we live in. Yeah. It's like that. That doesn't have to be what the whole show is about any, right? There was a time that's, when that was the issue. That was the plot.
2: That's right. You know, I, I've written my coming out plays. I, I wrote that like 20 years ago, <laughs> but there, then there's a life you have to live. And then there are, are problems inside or, or conflicts, loves, uh, expectations, you know, that come after the coming out story and so i don't know the so race is not the central issue sexuality is not the central issue this is a family that is very much lived in and they are dealing in and within themselves they have enough to deal to contend with uh inside of this family so. so let's
0: learn about these other characters ayana tell me about monique
1: monique Oh, she is the storm that comes knocking at the door. Okay. Oh, I love what I love that. <laughs> she is a mother, she is a poet, she uh is in love, but she also struggles with a multitude of things. Um one the main thing that is tearing her family apart at this moment is uh, drug abuse. And so the drama that ensued back home that pushes her family up north to her sister's house is because of a situation pertaining around um, drugs and her dealer and whatnot. But she is a young woman who didn't know herself and doesn't know herself, who felt left behind by her older sister and kind of succumbed to the horrendous uh, circumstances of the South because she did not have any examples to lead her in any other direction. So she's just so a, a really hopeful, spiritual, um, loving woman who got trapped in a situation that did not allow her to flourish, trying to find outlets that do that. Um, But the weight of the, you know, the South and all that comes with it kind of, Held her back and is holding her back.
0: Yeah. If this, if this interview were a Venn diagram, I could see a conversation that would take me to Sydney and one that could take me to Namir. I'm going to take the Namir route, uh, right now initially because of you talked about she's in love, she got this daughter. So I think Namir that kind of brings you up in this. So, uh, tell me, tell me about. Reggie, um, because he, he's one of the most surprising characters in this. Um, you know, you, you think certain things about him. Of well, Again, I'm not going to be... I'm, no spoilers for me. I'll word things in a way that allows you to spoil things if you choose to. Although I interviewed the cast of Dear Evan Hansen, they didn't want anybody to know that Connor dies at the beginning. I'm like, what? Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, t- tell me about Reggie, because he's pretty complex, too.
3: Yeah, so Reggie is the husband of Monique, and he is young man, he is hard working and he loves his family. And he is he is the epitome of sacrifice. He is the epitome of uh responsibility and just you know hope. You know, he believes in he believes in Monique wholeheartedly. You know, even when she, you know, can't fathom the nerve to believe in herself like he believes in her and he stops that nothing to keep that going, you know? So this is a, this is a great character I think because he subverts a whole lot of the imagery that you see, you know? And that- I think it's, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing because you don't see that.
0: I, and I got to tell you, that, again, no spoiler, Paul, is me. So the show opens with a scene which makes you think that Reggie maybe is going to go in one direction in this show and, and, you know, certain things. And it tells you who you think this guy's going to be and what's going to happen. So, Danetta, I'm going to get to you and just you're coming next, Sydney. But, Danetta, let me <laughs> let me just ask you, did you know who Reggie was going to be when you began writing it? Because I just he ends up being not who we think he is. In, in oh. My view.
2: oh, no, I abs- I absolutely did. Um, it, this, I am very familiar with men who sacrifice and love unconditionally. And I also am very keenly aware of how Black men are perceived. So for me, it was an exercise in, um, placing and allowing people to have that perception and then coming in and, uh, seeing a different uh, a different side of folks they think they know, and I think that's true for a lot of characters inside of inside of this play. You know this is a play that at the center of it is black love, you know um this black familiar love, and how they love each other in this sense of change and hopefulness. There is so much palatable love inside of this piece that it I think it um that it just oozes out of it. And people make sacrifices and decisions that maybe are unexpected.
0: It's true. And I, you know, during intermission, I'm, I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm talking about here's what I think's going to, you know, whatever. And I'm, I was mm-hmm. wrong about everything. So uh, Sydney, let me come to you. Um, and again, I won't spoil anything. So de- I, my follow-up with you depends on what you say. So tell me, tell me about Rachel. Um, Rachel, I,
4: Rachel and Monique are two sides of the same coin. I, I, uh, Ayana brilliantly expressed that she, Monique, is trying to figure out who she is. And I thought that Rachel does know who she is from an early age which forced her to move not forced and encouraged her to move north she knew she was a queer woman which is generally looked down or unacceptable in the south and she knew that she had to do what she needed to do to uh live a life full of hope and love and she has that and finds that um, in Brooklyn with her partner Nadima um, played by Justine Turner who's not here hey girl and uh um, and so I, I was gonna have everybody and I was like I had to like
0: it's okay. anyway, oh, no,
4: she was fantastic. Yeah, I just wanted to say her name so she could take up space. And, Thank space. You. Um, mm. uh, and, um, and the idea of love being at the center is what causes so much conflict and the creation of hope at the same time. And Rachel is often being torn in two different directions because of the guilt that she carries of who she wants to be to her sister, of who she wants to be to her partner and to herself. So um, Donetta brilliantly wrote these complex humans because that's who we all are at the core. And um, it's truly a challenge and an honor to
0: play this. This Rachel Matt, Rachel gets pulled in so mm. many different directions and you got to balance it all.
4: Yeah, I, I really don't know why I didn't have to wear Rachel drinks in this play, because
0: <laughs> I feel like she should be. Is going, I can change that.
4: <laughs> but, um, you know, one sister, one addiction at a time. But no, absolutely. She is <laughs> definitely pulled in so many directions. And I think she has to try to balance this idea of wanting to be who everyone needs to be and who she wants to be and and who Sam needs her to be as well. So.
0: You know, it, it, it's funny, Sydney, because you, you talked about, you know, the, the issue, the LGBTQ plus issues being, you know, difficult in the South. And certainly there's, there's truth to that. But Danetta, there's mm-hmm. also a, a bit of more resistance maybe in the, in the African American community than in other communities when it comes to these issues. I mean, I've tended enough, you know, African American plays, whatever, would there's a, a kiss between two men or something like that. I find there's almost a, a reaction in the audience among, among, you know, African American people, which it's like shock less today than maybe a few years ago, but it's still yeah. a bit shocking.
2: Well, it, that that's it's, it's it is true. There's um, there is some resistance. I will I will say this. You know, I think um, the South kind of gets a, a a raw deal sometimes, but I have to note that I came out in the South right like i went to my first drag show in the south right and that was in and around Can you still
0: do that are they a lot allowed... that go... no i'm just...
2: i know right tennessee we talk about that but yeah. um but back back in the day back in the 90s <laughs> back in the good old days uh i was in community with black lgbtq folks who are in the south and so there's a contingent of folks who stay and who fight for recognition for space inside of that community so yes there might be resistance and traditionally resistance in the in the greater African American community but I don't want it to deny that there is a loving community of black folks who are queer who have built community uh in the south and who are su- survivors and living in and living well um there's still a struggle of course I would not say that it's the, the easiest but there are places for uh for folks like me and i found myself there
0: and the good news is by the way there was just a poll uh showing how many people are actually moving to illinois from mm-hmm. other states because all that crap you see going on in florida and other places it ain't happening here it ain't gonna happen right. here yeah. um mm-hmm. so i'll just put that plug for the state in um <laughs> and we got to talk about your daughter um the the actors who play that role Again, I was blown away. I don't even know. I know this is kind of a Donetta and an Ayana question, I think, initially. But the lines, the memorization, the just the attention, because, I mean, if I was that, I don't know how quite old they are in in real life. They're young. But I mean, I'd be like looking out at the audience and going, hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) The attention span, whatever these guys, they're amazing, Ayana. They're professionals. This is what they do. This oh, maybe is that's my problem. Do. Not a problem. Wouldn't be. A problem. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: this is this is what they dreamed of doing. Their dreams are coming true in mm-hmm. front of us, and we get to help watch them and and coach and inspire them. And the shoe. Some nights they come on stage, and I'm like, "Girl, you better do that." <laughs> and so they surprise us too, and it, it really comes through. And their parents are so helpful with them and helping, you know, keeping them. um was it hard to learn the lines? And work.
0: Learning the lines. Yeah, the memorization was Sometimes that. Sometimes I mean, we
1: got to bribe them with dollars, but it's okay. It's only a
2: couple of <laughs> that dollars. That works with me,
0: too. The <laughs> mirror's in that with me. I'm good. <laughs> and, Donetta, like, let me just follow up with you, yeah. and then I'm going to come to you. But, uh, when you wrote, listen, you could have made these kids any age you want. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's a certain aspect. Monique isn't going to have a 25 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she's not there herself. But was that a challenge for you when you wrote it? Said, all right, I'm going to have, th- I'm going to write in this little kid character, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some casting challenges here for a kid who can handle this
2: oh absolutely but here's the thing when i underwrote it when i made it too simple then the kid just wasn't realistic i think anybody who's been around a 10 or 11 year old knows that they have opinions they have attitude they have you know their thoughts about the world and they are coming into their own when their eye their eyes are slowly opening up to it and that's what i wanted to capture Um, you know, we've, it's, it's a, um, it's always a challenging search to find a kid who can handle that language, but, you know, I've been really lucky in the casting between here and, and, and and other productions to have kids who come to the work and go, yeah, I want to, I want to cuss a little bit (laughs) or, you know, you know, or, or, or just explore this moment that I'm actually in, which is coming out of this sort of childlike mentality and trying to test the waters of what it means to be a big kid you know what i mean and to um so so there's a certain pleasure in that for them but i think when i underwrote it they've i, I think the kids sort of resisted a little more to be honest a with
0: uh, uh-huh. you know? well, yeah yeah i'm always i'm one of those people who just i mean i don't get Listen, i'm as open whatever as i can be about everything but when mm-hmm. i go to like book of mormon and i see like three-year-olds and you know i'm kind of like you want them to hear all that language and stuff? Of course, the answer from their parents, who I would know, usually is they uh-huh. hear a lot worse than this at home. Uh, that's probably true. So, Namir, here's the thing. You know, there is an image that um, African-American men have when it comes to, you know, the fatherless homes and that kind of stuff. That ain't Reggie.
3: No, and it's not a, a lot of our our men as well. Right. Um, and I, I think that it's, it's very important. For people to see not just a father, but a young black father, somebody who became a father as a teenager, you know, like step up and be, you know, the person who tries to usher in, you know, um, uh, a, a belief system and 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 a, a system of hope that that things don't have to be the way they are, you know, we can, you can find a slice of life, a low upload, you can set aside a little piece for yourself to, you know, become better, you know, and you have all the fertilization you need to become and grow. You know what I mean? Whoever you need to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's a wonderful character and this character is a complete gift to me.
0: Sydney, what intrigues you when I look at just some of the other shows you've done, even at Steppenwolf, um, Ms. Martha Washington (longer title than that), but uh, mm-hmm. you know, Bug, just all these. What what draws you to Steppenwolf? You know,
4: honestly, a big thing in the artistic community is um, the issue of actors not being taken care of a lot mm. of times, and not being mentally, physically, emotionally, and um, Steppenwolf, honestly, is a place where I feel like I am valued and taken care as an artist. Like they appreciate the fact that you are an artist and they know the sacrifices it takes to be an artist and how much you have to give of yourself to create art and create these characters. And I keep coming back to this specific institution because they make space for us to be who we are. Um, They make space for black art. They, um, They make space for queer art. They make space. And so I am so inclined and always inclined to come back to a theater that allows artists to be just that artist freely and to be heard so that we can present the best um art that we can
0: so and i I love the fact that every production every every performance begins with a a nod to the indigenous communities and you know basically reminding everybody we are on their land Mm -hmm. and uh and that message is spreading i'm hearing that more and more in different theaters i feel like steppenwolf was on the early part of getting that message out and i and i Danette, i i I don't know whether as a playwright i mean does that kind of stuff matter to you like the house that you're in or do you do you sort of say no i want to get this play up and who will put on my play
2: no, uh, uh, yes, excuse me. Yes, it does matter to me, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't, uh, only think about, um, production, but I think about who's holding production and who's capable of holding production, right? So, you know, in, in th- this play, it, it, we think we know who we're going to encounter. We think we know who, uh, what a a drug addict is. We think we know who these young black men are. We think we know who these queer women might be. And it's disruptive, right? uh, To the expectation. I think that um, finding a theater that can hold that, can say, yes, these people are complex. They aren't um, uh, sitting inside of stereotype tells me that you can also acknowledge the complexity of history, right? You can hold the complexity of space. And if you have not yet done that, you are actively seeking to do it. And so I think for me, it is uh, finding theaters that are actively seeking uh, to expand their um their perceptions of folks can, I I think like a general mission inside of the American theaters that we want to reflect the world to itself, you know, and, and I, and so I'm, I'm deeply interested in theaters that actually do the thing, right. As opposed to just, just say it. Talk the thing. That's right. That's right.
0: Ayana, when I, by the way, Relentless was one of the most also amazing shows that was, was out there. And now I think about it, you and I were at a dinner together one night where we were, we were chatting, um, during that run. Do you remember that when you're, yeah, but anyway, it was a while ago, but, <laughs> but here's the thing. It looks like you two want to be a part of shows that have meaning and purpose and power. And y- you think about that kind of stuff when you're auditioning or you're an actor and Hey, I'm oh, free now. I'm on an audition.
1: Absolutely. Um, I, when I think about, I came from an African centered um, schooling upbringing that was based around like the upliftment of black people and learning about my history and things of that sort. So when I'm doing work, I always want to, I think about how will my community feel about the work that I'm doing? How will my parents feel about the work I'm doing? How will my work that I'm doing uplift my community and um forward the progression of the Black community? And so that is what I primarily, that as, since I joined Equity and became a professional, um, this is like, that's my goal is to do work that centers around Black people and uplifting my community. And I also love being a vessel for stories that that you don't expect Like, like, you know, with this play, I'm playing this very complex character and in Relentless, the character you thought was one thing, she was one th- a, a, diff- a totally different person on the inside. So I love playing these complex people within the Black community because we're just not all like one thing or the other. It's like this and that and that and that and that. So, I'm, I'm just so
0: grateful to do that. And yeah, I love it. And, and and Namir, you know, I think if you went up to a lot of people and said, Oh, what's this play about? And they would say, well, they're these two sisters, you know, and and they would start there. And yet I'm looking and going, you can't, you can't talk about this play without talking about Reggie. Um, How do you see in terms of the major piece Reggie has in this story? How do you see that? Or would you say, Oh no, they're right. It's about the two sisters.
3: No, I I think that that it's Reggie's importance to this play is that he is the male voice basically of of the piece. And it's not anything that we have come to expect in society, you know, as it's presently constructed, you know what I mean? it's different, it subverts everybody's um, expectation, And I think that just the fact that he, that Reggie has, you know, these complexities that, that, you know, everybody has because we're human beings. And for people to see something else outside of the black skin and the youth, you know, and the costume, you know how how he presents, you know what I mean? I think yeah. that it's, that's that's the beauty of it to me,
0: I think we've covered as much complexity of this show, Denette. That was my goal here. people who who have watched us chat have got to be ending this going i got to go see this show i mean there's so much going on there is so much depth there is history there is just so many things that that are being addressed in here i, I and you guys have helped me do that i think we have done that that was my hope uh, i want to congratulate you all on just such a, I, I just it blew my mind for the, i've been wanting to talk to you since, since i walked out of the theater that night uh and Danetta, just a, a special love shout out to you for joining this because um, you know, in talking about your work, it's, it's, it's really great. I have a feeling your actors here appreciate the fact that you're uh, you're with us here doing it as well. And, and uh, so I thank you all um and and send my love too to the actors we didn't have join us because there know so many boxes you can have and make this thing work. Um, especially the kids, man, they're 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 phenomenal. Uh, uh and, and your partner show, unbelievable. So, um, last night and the night before is playing at Steppenwolf Theater in the downstairs theater. Uh, through May fourteenth, if there's an extension, I don't know. I'll put that on the website so people can see it. But as of now, uh, it's it's May fourteenth, and uh, you can get tickets at steppenwolf.org. No question, Steppenwolf is one of the uh, jewels in the crown of this city. Uh, and uh, and you guys are part of that crown, too. I thank you. And I thank you for your time today.
3: Really appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paulisnick.tv and hey don't forget to hit subscribe on WGn plus and iTunes and tune in each week to hear more insider scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.